JP, we shall we are live, sir. How is Mr. Carter this morning? He's doing that. Put him in the bed. Well, we wanted him to be he's on. Tired. We wanted him to be on camera. I know he. <laughs> that tired. was going to make it a happy Monday, but not for Carter. <laughs> Yeah, he's tired. Oh, Live sweet baby. From VentureX Studios, it's JP, Kathy, and the crew. Man, happy Monday morning. Wow, we. Right. Welcome to the week. Huh? Wow, we. I don't know. Wow just wow, we. Welcome to the week. Week, welcome to the week with JP, Kathy, and the crew. Very happy to have you today. Lots to talk about this week and a big week ahead. Um, Is oh, I'm sorry, JP. I just accidentally called you. I was cleaning my phone with my my eyeglass oh, wipe. So, and, hi, good morning. Good, good morning. How are you? Or good to hear from you. Great okay. to hear from you, sir. Yeah. You know, so Carter sleepy. Monday. Carter's sleepy this morning. Sleepy Did he this party morning? this weekend? Yeah. He did. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, it's one of those things. I was going to have this conversation with you yesterday. Yes. He had four really good poops. Wow. That was a that big day. Big day. <laughs> and it's funny how you could talk about babies having poops. And nobody's offended. Weird. Oh That's yeah. Oh, weird, like right? I would. I would not want to know about anybody else's habits. But you're like, oh yeah. I told you, and you know. I mean, heck, you're my friend. You've had nicknames for me. I always have nicknames and little songs for everybody who I love in my life. And the kids, both when they were little, and, and now both of them are asleep. Well, CJ's getting ready for school. Um, they're, they're right now going, please, Mom, do not talk about the songs you sang about us going to the bathroom when you changed our diapers. Right. Right. But so, yeah, I so did gets, have those. It's it's a proud yeah. moment. You're proud Well, for and you talk to other adults about it. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. Oh, you discuss yeah, consistency, I mean, everything. There's nothing right. off limits when you're talking to, like, another parent about their kids' habits. And you, well, it's and one of those boy, things, your kid's healthy, you know, they're doing well, the body's functioning the way it should. You feel super blessed and super excited, you know, because that, you your kid's the end-all, be-all. And, and when they can't talk to you yet, you have to just, you have to rely on, okay, have they burped? Have they gone to the bathroom? Have they done everything they need to do? You know, it's, it's kind of their nature's way of saying your kid's healthy and everything's all good. Yeah, no, I agree. Absolutely. Yes, we had four big poops today <laughs> or yesterday. Yay! And it, it, the last poop ended at like one forty five in the morning. Oh, good times. And that's what and that's what woke him up. <laughs> so and you so are, you have had a two and a half morning. hour nap. <laughs> right, pretty much. So I got up at uh, one forty five, two o'clock in the morning and uh, changed his diaper and celebrated with it. But that's the other thing, right? It's the only time you can look at another human and go, Oh my God! You pooped. It's such a good poop. <laughs> like I said, you, and you used to get sing songy about it. Oh yay! Right. Woo! Right. <laughs> and so then I fed him four more ounces of bottle. I mean, he was asleep in my arms before he was done with the bottle. Oh, sweet baby. Oh. And so yeah. So when I woke him up this morning, he looked at me like, "Oh no." I'm not waking up. I'm not holding my <laughs> eyelids said, open. No, here's what he he rolled his eyes and went, "I'm not camera ready." <laughs> yeah, I mean it was pretty funny. Sweet baby. And so he is in the other room. He hey, is in the other room. Hey, we'll give him a big old kiss um, from me and from the entire crew. And speaking of the crew, guess who we have celebrating their thirteenth wedding anniversary today? That is Ron and Melissa Baker. That so will be the Baker. Happy anniversary! I love y'all. Great couple. Great people. Just you good patriots. Thunder, man. I did. You I've never done that. You seem fired up. You're, you fired up. <laughs> okay. I have been, I have had to get back on my inhaler that has steroids in it. Steroids. It's the I reason I'm drinking water today and not a big old thing of coffee. Yeah, so you're you know there, me you know? well. <laughs> I do. It's when the octave uh, starts going uh, way up. Oh, so <laughs> Kathy, so well. He's on steroids, oh, having and, a good time. And I and JP him. can tell. Yeah. Yes, I can. So, but uh, no, I love you, JP. Happy Monday. 
telling me too. Dr. Good and Coach Quiggs is on this morning, and we got Jim on this morning. Partridge Good. And Michelle. You know, Michelle's Michelle. kind of our quintessential leader of the crew. Yes, and she's the one who does all of our brackets for all the different sporting events and all that kind of fun stuff. She she's kind of like our mom. She's the responsible she one in the group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so here's the thing, Kathy. I think we should do fantasy football this year, but college fantasy football. Can, can we do that? How how, how do we Heck do yeah. that? Heck yeah! You just draft quarterbacks, wide receivers, defenses, and running backs, but from college teams. Okay. Yeah. Oh gosh, I would not so, know. I, now I know you. You know your folks already. You and Coach Cook. I would have to do a. Is there a way I can just guess? I can do an automatic. You know what I'm I saying? Because I don't. I don't think I would know. Well, now I've got. I've got my friend who helped me for the last fantasy football. I would could just type help in me. like top 100 college Dr. players in 2021. Okay, and we're we're emailing Dr. Clothier again. Um, he did not receive the link, so. Um, we're trying that link again, but he will be on talking COVID updates. I want to know, I've so, got a question. If there's, first of all, yes, I think that'd be a blast to do because we, we all are, we all still love, like I'm not following the NFL this year. It just, oh, eh, I'm not either. Eh, what's that record scratch? So it says virtually impossible to do college fantasy football. Oh, man. Coach, you just threw down the gauntlet. No, he just threw the gauntlet down. <laughs> I love it. You can drop and pick up players. And so I don't know why, Coach, why is it virtually impossible? Now you've made it to where we have to do it. Now it's a must. It's just that kind of Monday. It's a must. Now it's a must. Michelle, gear up. Gear up, Michelle. (laughs) Time to change into college gear. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, um, uh, COVID is what, obviously, what Dr. Clothier will be talking, Delta and Lambda variants. Um, there's an emergency meeting this morning at eight o'clock. Um, starts at eight o'clock. You can speak. Speaking time may be um, truncated a little bit this morning, depending on how many people show up. Um, I know from the activity I've seen on social media um, from friends of mine and yours, JP, that's going to be a big, big meeting. Of course, they asked us to be there, but you know we are we already have our commitment every Monday with Dr. Clothier, so um, did you know we won't be there. We would love to hear reports. Um, mask mandates, where do people stand with kids and all this kind of stuff. And I saw uh last night a bunch of people chit-chatting about it on social media. Yep. And, you know, a parent makes a good point. What are we teaching our kids? That we only follow those laws that we want to follow versus following all the laws until something is done to change that. Um, well, but there's not a mask mandate right now in the state of Texas. So, no, like, what there, do you mean? Like, what do you mean? So, like, Plano ISD talking about creating a mask mandate oh, on PISD. So, campus. them doing their own law. That goes against the law. I see what you're saying. Yeah, because there you can't, currently in Texas, you cannot do a mask mandate in the schools. So, I see what you're saying. So, okay, so what does this say? That, well, we'll do our, I'll do what I want. You know, kind of a thing. Wasn't that a, a person who Correct. was on Dr. Phil that, I'll do what I want. Was that the Catch Me Outside girl? Remember that? Yes. Yes, oh, yes. <laughs> catch that. Me Outside. Um, no, but the, the truth of it is. That's, is that's that an interesting angle. That, interesting angle, yeah. The, the point is, is that how do we expect to grow kids that have mores and ethics when we as adults just decide, well, you know what, we'll decide what laws we're going to follow and what laws we're not going to follow. Um, Coach Quigley said, so, COVID shots of people getting COVID. Some 12 days later, my friend decided to get it and ended up in the hospital and passed away Sunday. Coach, I, we are so I sorry. I was so sorry to hear about to that, hear Coach. That. Yeah, that's um, that's the thing. I, I just, there are still so many unknown factors. And I know I saw you and Charles going back and forth on one of our feeds last night. There are just so many unknown factors. Um, okay, um, he's, can you try sending again? Well, one of the things that uh, Charles threw out, Charles threw out, was a thought: was you know, companies that have employees that are not getting COVID, they're t- testing their employees weekly. But why not test the people that have had the vaccine to see if they're carrying it and giving it out, or giving it out? I mean, giving it, passing it along from them to 
another individual. And so, you know, I don't know that that's not a good, uh, another, a, a good question to ask. I don't know uh, why you wouldn't test those who are vaccinated as well, uh, because they could be carrying it and having very, very light symptoms. Yeah. And sorry for my hesitation. I'm trying to, um, now I'm connecting with our Zoom link. Um, uh, did we send it to his Verizon email, I think? Okay, sorry about that. We're, um, we're trying to get Dr. Clothier on. So I'm trying to multitask and not doing it very successfully. So, you know, and that's a good question. Should you or should you not uh, be able to have masks? or wear masks or have tests for everybody rather than just singling out those who have not been vaccinated. Well, and, and again, I think you should be testing I, everybody. I think if you're going to do it, if you're going to be testing, test them all because, and, and you know, I've got two friends, um, one in the Hill Country, one in Harris County, and both had COVID originally, you know, uh, fair not right at the very beginning, but fairly early on when, when the shutdown and everything started going down. And then um, both of them, so both of them had it, had a pretty, pretty rough case. Both of them, um, one, because he's on, on and off movie sets a lot, had the vaccine when it came out, even though he had already had COVID. And remember early on, we're like, okay, if you get COVID, then you can't get it again. Well, again, we just have so many unknown variables. And then with... Um, uh, the other the other lady, she ended up uh, because she's got some compromised health issues. She she was she took the vaccine, the vaccination of the shot. And then both of them just recently had covid again. So I just think there's too many. There's no there's no rhyme or reason. There's no you know, at the end of the day, is it going to end up being your blood type? So you'll either get it or you won't no matter what. Um I, I don't I don't know. I just I think that if you want to make sure everybody's 100 percent safe, like if you're getting ready to get on an airplane or go to a concert or whatever the case may be. Um, um, OK, hold on. I just figured out what the problem is. I'm sending you the right email. This you're sending it to the wrong one. Thank you. Um, anyway, so. Um, oh. So, yeah, so I, I just I think you've got to be consistent. And because we have so many unknown variables, the consistency needs to happen. Well, and here's the thing, you know, Dr. Good said, well, um, you can do masks now. Well, actually, as of right now, unless you have gone to the court to get permission, you cannot mandate masks right now. Right. Um, each, each school district or each entity has to have permission from the courts. Um, the Fourth Court of Appeals and the Fifth Court of Appeals have come out and they have allowed San Antonio to mandate masks, Dallas to mandate masks. Uh, Fort Worth has gone to the Tarrant County District Judge, who has granted a temporary restraining order on Friday, um, blocking Fort Worth Independent School District's mask mandate. Uh, and so there's a, a lot going on right now. It's not just one right now uh, across the board for everybody. It's You have to go in individually. Uh, for example, uh, Brownwood has now filed a suit in court to seek the ability to mandate a mask. Uh, Fort Bend obtained a judge's permission to issue a mask mandate. Austin and Travis County officials requiring masks for schools and local government facilities have been granted. Um, let's see, Texas Children's Hospitals requiring vaccinations for employees. Somehow that got snuck into some of this court yeah. decision. Uh, and you know, I County have friends judge, who are, who are um, nurses and doctors who are who are really in a pickle with some of the stuff that's that's being unlawfully mandated. I guess that's the correct term that I would use on that. Right. Um, let's see. Dallas College reinstates campus mask requirement in light of the Fifth Court of Appeals decision for Dallas County. Uh, Brownsville School Board votes uh, to sue Abbott uh, as, as that district and Edinburgh issued mask mandates as well. Uh, so what's happening is, is that each district is going in to seek mask mandate. Um, and again, Fort Worth is currently temporarily blocked by a judge out of Tarrant County. So it's interesting. This is for sure going to end up in the Texas Supreme Court uh, is what's going to happen. And so we'll see what comes out of the Texas Supreme Court. 
on this matter. So it's very, very interesting uh, on how people are thinking. You know, right now I know what, what the panic is, and this is what I think is funny from liberals, is the fear-mongering that goes around it. Um, there's a doctor that has come out uh, actively with debunking the science behind masks uh, on what students are wearing uh, and what people are wearing, like the paper mask that they're wearing. Uh, they said that that may be good for about 10 minutes. And after that, the mask is useless. It's not doing its part anymore. And uh, if you're wearing the, the cloth mask, again, they're saying about 10 minutes. And the doctor read from the CDC's website. So a lot of it, I mean, it's, right now that is the, how do you say it, Kathy? Uh, controversy, how do you say it? Controversy, right? Controversy. Kathy, Sorry, they had, me, they had me they had me muted for a second. Controversy. That's how you say con that's how you say controversy in a very fancy way. Controversy. controversy. Says, the for says the former high school teacher. <laughs> so he right. And so um, very, very interesting. Um, it, it's interesting two people are saying, you know, I applaud our superintendent in Harris County for stepping up and doing the right thing. Uh, I fully support keeping our students and staff safe by wearing masks. And again, you know, and, and I've said this all along as well. Um, and the answer I've gotten back to this is, well, it's better than nothing. Um, when I've said, hey, the issue is that these masks by midday, uh, are they still effective? You know, has there been enough of your you know, exalting of what you breathe in and breathe out and carbon dioxide going out and what your mask is bringing in or not allowing in, uh, by the time you're done, unless you're in an N95 mask, does it matter at that point? And, well, it's better than nothing. At least you have something. And so, sadly, everything has been so stinking political and so politicized. And everybody's so angry even, about Like, you can't even... Like, so, I had a girlfriend who put on... Um, on one of the social media um, groups put a thing. She said, Let, let's see, we're talking about, you know, particles of breath that, that spread this. We know that. Um, and so she took a mask, you know, just one of those paper masks that you get at the store and um, took her eyeglasses. And you know how you kind of do that? And you breathe on your eyeglasses if you don't have eye wipes and you kind of wipe them off that way. Well, she had her mask on, did the on her glasses and her glasses fogged up. And she said, so please tell me how this is helping my child. And again, and here's the thing. So you put that out there and you want somebody to just be normal about it. But everybody has to, um, everybody, you can do a simple thing like that and just say, hey, I'm stating my opinion. Here's, here's my concern that a mask might not be effective for my child all day in school, blah, blah, blah. And she has a special needs child. And then it, you, you can innocently put something out there. And no, and people will not show respect just for your opinion. People have to, and it's not that they're like, hey, by the way, have you checked? And, and maybe you can cite medical journals or you can cite a doctor that you talk Something, you can put something, you know, that has a, a normal conversation tone to it, normal debate to it. But instead, people, when you put something out there one way or the other, people automatically start the hate and bullying messages. And, I, I, well, and, and it's just so sad. Well, and that's, you know, and again, that's a, a big question that I have is about the bullying. Uh, and there seems to be a lot of it going on out there in social media. And I just don't get it. Here we've become a community that has passed laws against bullying. Um, yeah. Those laws yeah. evolved over the last 10 years. And so it, it blows me away that now adults who thought to protect their children from bullying are now doing it on social media and it's rampant it's it's crazy i had a friend of mine that talked about uh covid19 mask wearing vaccines she had gotten the first part of the vaccine but chose to wait on the second part. right uh she was wanting to see more science on it uh, she is a scientist she's a chemist uh by education and she uh, took the LSAT and then got her second shot after her research, and she got sick. You know, I mean, fortunately, she's fine, 
but she got sick from the second shot, which is not uncommonly, we know. And so, I mean, and but she got bullied online. She was like, I'm not saying don't get vaccinated. I'm saying just know what you're getting into when you get vaccinated. And these people just went after her and attacked yeah. her. And and, so it was very, very interesting. And I, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so over everybody attacking everybody. Um, and you see it out in public, JP. And we still, I'm assuming we still don't have Dr. Clothier on. Okay, we may, because he, he's, he's got to see patients, and it's 7.56. Anyways, um, we'll, we'll catch him next week, and I know some people had some questions to him about um, Coach Quigley had talked about. I, I'm not sure if Coach Quigley is the first one who said this to us, but I, I've heard it from several people now um, about the swab thing having um, carcinogens on it. So we, want, we definitely want to ask him about that, and that's one of the things that he'll be slated to talk about when we see him next week, and we apologize for the technical difficulties. Um, he said it's because he has his foil cap on this morning. Of course, Dr. Clothier. <laughs> of course, he, ha- he has a great comeback line. Um, but, right. But I well, look, you know, Coach it, Quigley was the one that first told Was me. he the he first? I think, yes, that's he right. I was going to say, he had said, yeah, okay, that, that's and right. It was a nurse. The, the yep. nurse's video. Yeah, but you several know, people have said that one... since he's mentioned that to us, because I think he mentioned that about a week ago or sent us that a week ago, and now all of a sudden, several people are talking about that online. <clears throat> well, and it, it's that, and then uh, Mark Brewer sent us the video of the um, the doctor who was still in the hospital uh, talking about the mask mandate. And do masks really work? Do they not really work? And uh, he's gone through the science with it. And he said, I'm not telling you to wear a mask. I'm not telling you not to wear a mask. I'm just telling you what questions you might want to ask. Right. And here's the information. And, yeah, for me, I wear a mask all day. I'm a surgeon. Uh, but I change my mask out. Um, you know, while we're in surgery, it does help during that time frame. You know, but and, and, and doctors will change their masks out. On a fairly regular basis, and so oh, or, or surgeons. Anyway. Mine's got like you know makeup imprints on it, so maybe I should change mine out a little more often whenever I do well, wear one. <laughs> and I promise you, people are not washing their masks. And again, these paper masks, that these blue masks that people are handing out, they're not N95s. I mean, what are we going to believe? Are we going to believe the science or not? That for a mask to be effective, it has to be an N95. And then can you trust Dr. Fauci anymore? I oh, think Dr. I'm, Fauci has proven yeah, to be political. I, I, yeah, unfortunately. I mean, he's lied to us. There, the, there's, I mean, you can go back and you can compare one video to another. And again, I get it. I don't think there's anybody out there that knows everything about this, this about COVID-19, about the different variants. I, there just is not right now because, again, it's so new. Like Dr. Clothier will tell us, it, it hasn't even been two years that we've been talking about this. What are we at, like the almost 18-month mark or something like that, I'm thinking? Um, but anyways, it's one of those things that we haven't – this hasn't been something that has been studied all uh, is, as long as other things – so I think even in the medical and the science profession, I'd be very cautious as to what I said was an absolute. I think you know if if he would have early on said we believe from what from this from what the information we have so far, this is what we believe to be true. Like Dr. Clothier will tell you, every single weekend when we do a pre-production um, chat with him, he said, "Hey." I'm going to, this is what I'm planning on talking about, but within the next 24 hours, it might have changed or I might have new information. There's nothing, there's nothing that's an absolute that I'm giving you kind of a thing. And so I, I, I think too many people came out and, and again, yeah, at this point, it, it looks like, okay, what was it political? Because he all, you know, he, he had the world listening and hanging on his every word. Um, I, I don't know, JP, it just, it, it, I'm concerned if anybody who comes out and says this for sure this or this for sure that, when you have cases that have proven differently, I don't think there is any abs- absolute that any professional can say right now. I don't. Do you? I don't know. No, I don't. And that's the thing. The thing is, is that you know, first of all, who are the people inside the four walls of the CDC anymore? Ah, and yeah. How much? How much of the lab technicians and doctors? how much of their information is getting filtered by the bureaucrats in the CDC? That's another big question I have. Um, 
and, and a big reason for that is, and Coach, or no, it was Charles last night, he and I were having this conversation. Why don't we know more about COVID-19? Why don't we have statistics going out about what blood types seem to be impacted the most, about um, what ages seem to be impacted the most, what, you know, how does it react, how does this react? Because there should be plenty of data out there. Were you wanting to say something? No, 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 I'm just not. Well, the CDC, you know, (laughs) anyways, um, we we already we had that discussion last week. Um, I I just again, I I think there are so many unknown variables. You're right. At this point, can we not do we not have enough people who have had it that we can compare to the people who have not had it? And I would be interested because early on they said it, this is going to be a blood type thing. Um, and, and and so, okay, if that's the case, and I know my girlfriend who I went to a concert with last week, you know, she's vaccinated. She's in the world of education. But she's also, she and I were both talking about, hey, is it maybe just the fact that we both have, and she and I happen to have the same blood type. Is it one of those things? And so... And, and I would like to know that as somebody who does have asthma and, and, you know, lung issues and everything from chronic bronchitis over the years, I would like to know if, if that means if there's, if it's a blood type thing and I happen to be one of the fortunate ones that has a blood type that's not susceptible, I would love to know that because there are times I run paranoid. There are times I don't go to events or I, um, or I, we've, there's, been, there's been, you know, times we have not had a guest in studio and they've done Zoom instead because, again, I'm, I, you know, my brother and I are really taking care of my mom ever since, ever since my stepdad passed away from, from the freeze. And so the days I'm going to be with her, I'm real cautious that 24 hours before who I'm around um, – you know, I do mask up. I do. I am. Well, usually I don't. I, I go very. I limit myself to who, who I'm around and all that kind of stuff. I, like somebody like yourself, who I I know where you are 24 seven. You know where I am 24 seven. I know you're cautious because of your dad. I'm very cautious those days leading up to me being around my mom. So if it is a blood type thing and my blood type is one that's not as at this point, you can't say if it's 100% or not because we don't know what other variants are waiting. But if I knew that I didn't have to be so paranoid for those 24 to 48 hours leading up to seeing my mom or taking her to her doctor's visits, boy, that that would be a huge stress reliever, if that makes sense. Right. Right. I just, you know, again, my thing is, is that it's been so politicized. Oh, yeah. What is correct? What isn't correct? Um, you know, and again, Dr. Fauci lied to us. Um, here he is out not wearing masks and telling everybody they have to wear them and still wearing them in public. And then comes back and says, well, I didn't want to panic the, 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 the people. Well, how about being honest? How about telling the truth to the people for once? Well, don't we and deserve you just that? Took your credibility. Yeah, you just took your credibility and dumped it in the garbage yeah. can, dude. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. So. Um, somebody, I, I had a guy I know um, saw him the other day and he had a big t shirt on that said, I mean, big old letters said, Fire Fauci. Well, we know that's not going to happen with, with no. the current administration. And, uh, and we'll be talking more about that, uh, you know, this week. Um, we'll have Congressman Taylor back on for another update. Uh, I, I just I see so many missteps, so many missteps, and and um, and I I think it you know and, and you you and I being very political animals, I mean you know we've both been involved for three plus decades, thirty plus years, heavily involved in politics as elected officials, as grassroots, as you know people who have advised and been advised and all that kind of good stuff, and. I just think what is happening, everything has become so politicized that you cannot have a normal conversation anymore. And when it impacts our health, and we're talking about our teachers and our kids um, being healthy and safe, and I can't even imagine, I, I, I would venture to say that it is not going to be pleasant this morning at the Plano ISD Board of Trustees meeting. 
the special meeting. Oh, no, in fact, this is going to probably make national news like it has in Virginia. I, I would imagine. And yep. other states. I think and you're so, right. I think you're right. Um, Brett, I have sent you a link, and in that link is a video, and uh, it's a Twitter video, and I, I think that um, talking about missteps and, and potentially doing things that may need some more thought, uh, you know, Colonel Allen West, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West's wife was arrested for DWI over the weekend, and grandson was in the car, uh, and I'd like to play this video for the crew, and then I'd like to hear your opinions. Uh, you can type them in to the feed there to let us know what your thoughts are, um, but, you know, it, it's very interesting how this is being handled. And again, without saying or telling my opinion, I'd like us to play the Twitter video and let hear what the crew has to say. So, Brett, if you will pop that up when you're ready into the screen. He is getting um, that prepared right now. Yeah, and then just scroll down and you'll see the Twitter video. So while he's doing that, though, yeah, Kathy, I agree. It's going to become highly contentious. And it's going to make national news. I think you're right. I, I can I I'll be shocked if it is not national news by noon today. I I will I will literally be shocked. Um, and again, and Plano ISD is one of those districts that people follow because it's always been you know such a highly regarded district. Um, yeah, and I just like I said I. From the rhetoric that I saw on social media, now some people were very like, "Hey, you know, we just want to, we we just want to speak up for our kids. You know, we're sending them to school. We we have our thoughts on masks, but I don't think it's gonna, I don't think it's gonna be a, oh, and hey, what what are your opinions? And okay, thank you. What are your opinions? I think it's gonna be a scream fest. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. JP, hope everybody's well, nice and I, polite. I well, I'm hoping that people have watched enough of this video that they go. Or not this video, but I mean of others going in front of school right. boards because they've been um, all over. Right. Well, they're where where they will temper themselves, um, make good <sighs> passionate arguments, and then go have a seat, kind of a thing. I, so, I, I agree. But, agree. I, yeah, it's one of those things that you don't want to be the one who's like screaming and your words are being bleeped out because at that point it's ineffective anyways. So, um, and now we do have the video, the Colonel West video, pulled up for um, everybody to watch. Hey, greetings, everyone. This is Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, and I got to tell you, I'm, I'm highly pissed off right now. It's a little bit at about 3 o'clock in the morning. I was down in Waco, Texas, having dinner with Ted Nugent and some other people, and I got back to Dallas to find out that someone had arrested my wife, Angela, when she had my grandson, Jackson, in the backseat of the car. Fine? I can't hear. charge her with, quote, unquote, suspected DUI. Uh, and now I'm down here at the yes. Dallas County Jail. They won't allow me to see Angela. They're saying that there's nothing I can do. They will not allow me to see a, a supervisor. Angela, and I've talked to people that had dinner with her at P.F. Chang's here in Dallas. She had water and lemonade. But the thing that upsets me the most is that they took my wife, arrested her, and brought her in jail, and left my grandson with two Dallas police officers. Luckily, they were able to get in contact with uh, our youngest daughter, Austin was able to go and pick up Jackson from two police officers on the side of the road. This is crap. Now, I support the thin blue line, but this is insidious. They put my grandson at risk, at jeopardy, left him with a couple of police officers, and carted his grandmother into jail when she had water and lemonade. That's what witnesses said. They were with her at dinner. Water and lemonade for dinner. I'm beyond livid, and I'm telling you something. The Dallas County Sheriff's Office the Dallas police chief, I want an explanation of this. I want to know who arrested my wife for quote-unquote suspected DUI when she had water and lemonade and her breathalyzer test came up negative. I am pissed. All right. It, it, and JP, are you back on? I'm here. Okay, yeah, it, it, they played it, the video. Played, um, you you, you could okay. hear it. I, you may just uh, audio on your side may have been um, off because of Zoom. Um, yeah, and so uh, we would like to know what the crew's thoughts are on this. Um, they have uh, they've got bills that prove that it's lemonade and water that she was drinking. Um, 
some people, and this this is something I heard on one of the radio shows I was listening to this morning. Um, usually in a situation like this, you know, he's upset because of the treatment she received. But then there are some people saying, well, we believe she had she was given preferential treatment because she was allowed or somebody was allowed to call the um, parents of the grandchild. And instead of because you usually and, and JP, you're the judge. So I'm going to turn this over to you because, you know, the law, according to this way better than I do. But I always thought if you got pulled over under suspicion of um, driving under the influence um, that they took the child and the child was was checked into the custody of CPS until the parents or, or a relative could come pick the child up. Is that because they said and I understand he said he, he you know his his grandchild was on you know, in with a couple of police officers on the side of the road, and that was very disturbing to him. That would be jarring to any anybody who has a child who's in a situation like this. But then again, I always thought CPS. I don't know. I, I that's what I thought. I, and then my other, my other. Um, well, I'll I'll save my my other um, comment because I have a question to you, JP, because you would probably know this. But thoughts on this, and is is CPS usually called in a situation like this? So there's a lot going on here, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, so, definitely. And we don't know the full story yet. We do not. Um, and here's, so here's the issue. First of all, you're right, Kathy. Um, CPS would normally get called out is, is how it would work. Um, and so you would have the social services to come out, pick up the child, and take the child in and find um, a number, get a hold of somebody to call and have them come pick them up. Um, they handled it, you know, right then and there and uh, allowed the daughter to come out and get him. So far, everything that I have heard, even from Alan West um, ranting and, and being livid, uh, the police handled everything correctly. And so I don't see where the police acted wrong. Uh, I'd have to see the video on how everything came about. There is an assumption here by people, and Lieutenant Colonel Allen West is taking advantage of this, that it was alcohol. Maybe it's not alcohol. Uh, maybe it's another substance, even prescription medication that could impair her ability to drive and got pulled over for a traffic violation and then couldn't pass a field sobriety test. Um, I'm sure there was a blood warrant that was gotten and blood drawn. I, 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 one uh, of the yeah. news reports I read, and JPG, uh, we're, for some reason, we don't have you on video right now. It just, it, I turned I turn my video off. We're doing a diaper change. Oh, and, okay. And okay. Grab. There, there we go. Gotcha. So, okay. okay. I was like, we can't you see go. you. Um, there was, from what I understand, okay, she passed the breathalyzer. Um, and Marvin said that they were never allowed to handcuff anyone in front of their parents. That was a department rule. Um, so, so, and that's good. That that's the way it should be. I mean, again, you don't want a, a child traumatized, if innocent or guilty. I, you know, I, I don't. That's not the point here. It's it's you know how how is the child how is that child treated, um, and and you want to make sure they don't see anything traumatic like you know a parent or grandparent or family member, the adult who they they've been entrusted with being handcuffed. Um, the, so, so the breathalyzer was passed uh, from what I've heard, the field sobriety tests were passed. And well, this is from an interview I heard well, this morning. And then, the, but there was blood drawn. There was blood drawn. I think once, once she was taken to lose steric. So, and, and have we had that released by the police department? Have, have we had what now? What released? The, have we had the results released by the police department on the breathalyzer? Have we had the field sobriety notes. I just, um, I and I know I heard Colonel West this morning on an interview, and he said he he said those things. Um, I'm so, and, I mean, she blew so hard that the breathalyzer blew out of the officer's hand. I think, um, but if I understood him correctly, um, I'm assuming right, that him you know, I'm, I under I understood from what I understood he. It sounds like he's had access to those report to those reports, or at least well, the breathalyzer I know was passed, is what they're saying. And, and I think it was. And 
it was a lane change. Like she didn't have a, a use a blinker for a lane change. Is that what the the well, so, situation was? Well, yeah, well, here's my issue. I've got I've got several issues with all of this. I watched the video that where he was standing outside of Dallas PD or Dallas County, and he starts off with this, and this is him establishing: if you do anything about communication, then you understand this. He starts off with, "Hi, this is Lieutenant Colonel Allen West." trying to establish right off the bat that he's an expert that um, that he carries the day because of his title and that for some reason he should be held at a higher esteem than the local police department. I have an issue with this. Um, like he's right, everybody else is wrong. That's uh, definitely title throwing, no doubt about it. Instead of just coming on and saying, this is Alan West, this is what's happened, da-da-da-da-da. He then goes into great detail. They won't let him see his wife during booking. Yeah, that's right. You're not going to see her during the booking process. Uh, nobody's allowed to see. Not even the attorneys are allowed to see them during the booking process. And that's what is the book? What is the booking process? Well, you get arrested. The police officer brings in any personals. The personals are checked in in the jail. Uh, they're itemized. Um, the police officer finishes filling out his report. Generally speaking. Um, or at least the arrest report that they're going to turn in. Uh, they turn over their paperwork. They turn over the party to the jail. The jail brings them back, sits them into the book-in area. Um, they then go through the process of being fingerprinted, photographed, uh, put into the system, uh, checked out by medical to make sure everything is okay, to make sure they don't need to go to the hospital. Um, they generally are showered, uh, given clothes before they're even assigned a pod and a cell. And and that's just, I'm giving you the 60,000. Right. Uh, well, I mean, I, and again, what? the reason I'm asking you is you did arraignments. Like for years, you were right. the, you were the JP who did like the weekend arraignments of, at, at, um, for the Collin County well, um, Sheriff's I did Department. Daily okay. I did them daily. Yeah. So, uh, so you know what's, and at this point, no, nobody except for the personnel who are inside of the jail are talking to this person. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. That's okay. correct. And so, because we're not asking about, hey, you know, because first of all, the judge hasn't even seen her yet. There's not been a magistrate's warning. There's no rights that have been read. There's no bond that. Do you not read the Miranda rights when you arrest them when you take them in? Again, wait. Not for you, but I mean, just in general, a lot of people assume that because of what they see on television. I was going to say, unless you're going to ask on CSI. No, okay. <laughs> right. And unless you're going to ask questions, like an interrogation, with the with the individual, you don't have to read them their rights. You can arrest them and take them to jail, and the rights can be read by the judge. Then when do you um, get a phone and, call? When is it? The, is it after the booking process? Once you've been put in a cell, that you get the phone call. Is it before so, you get put in the cell? Um, generally speaking, once bookend has gotten through its process. Okay. And many times before you get to exit and head out to your pod where your cell is at, you can go use the payphone. Okay. Okay. And so what his comment was is that he was not allowed to go back and see her. And, I mean, the police department acted correctly. If they had allowed him to go back and see her, they would have granted him special accommodations that are not granted to everybody else. And so this, this continual, how dare them not let me see her? Uh, how dare them do this or do that? Sir, they're going through the process. You're running for governor. I would expect you to understand our criminal justice system, our, every part of our system, because as the governor, you should know the laws in Texas. And I'm not saying know every codified law, but understand kind of the big deal of what we do. You know, and I know you're from Florida and you're not from Texas, and I get that, but geez, at least understand the process. And so... My issue with what he's done is that he has tried to control the politics of this and get out in front of it and turn it on himself rather than his wife and how dare the and vilify the police right off the bat. And it's funny because he released a written statement after the Twitter video about how he supports, you know, the thin blue line. But in this instance, they acted wrong. Um, and so I'm still waiting to see if they acted wrong or not.
I don't know that I've seen anything yet this morning that says that she passed the field sobriety test. Uh, there is something that had to happen during the field sobriety test that led them to believe that she was suspected of DWI because that's why they arrested her. And so when, when an officer started his shift last night, unless you could start tying links together, I don't think anybody thought, let's go out and let's follow Lieutenant Colonel Allen West's wife and see if she violates the traffic law and pull her over for DWI and arrest her. And so they found that she had committed a traffic violation, pulled her over, went through their process. There will be affidavits signed and filled out by the police. Well, won't there be um, the dash cam and the body cam as well, all of that. Yeah. I think I think all of that. And again, this is one of those things. Now, granted, he is the former RPT chairman. He is a former congressman from another state. Um, heck, he's been he's a friend to our show. Has been on our show many a time. Um, he is running for governor. So obviously, I mean, no doubt. Obviously, it's going to be um, you know news, and people are going to want to talk about it. But this is one of those things that don't don't we need to go through the process of innocent until proven guilty and so we don't we don't have all all of the facts i don't think anybody does at this time i would imagine she has an attorney at this point and um, even though i think she might be an attorney i know she's she's a doctor um uh, has a phd but anyways I, I you know so i wonder i don't think everybody has all of the information yet um and then i had a, I, another question i had for you put your, your judicial hat back on and that is um, and I didn't know they did this. Now, if you're a repeat offender and you have multiple DUIs, multiple traffic violations, I know you have a tracking device put on your car. He was saying she has to go and have a tracking device put on her car today. Is that normal when somebody is just not, has their first DUI and they haven't even been convicted of it yet? Yes. And first of all, it's not a tracking device. It is a portable breathalyzer that she has to blow into before the car will start. Um, the reason and why is that even, having is to that do e it, is that even if you're if you're you you haven't been convicted and you of your first time or something? Yeah, that's part of your pretrial release. Um, and here's oh, why she's having to do it. I didn't know that. She's having to do it because she's charged with DWI with a child under 15 years of age in the car. That's why she's having to do it. And again, oh, right now, I see, okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's the first time or not. When you are charged with DWI um, with a child under 15 years of age, you're, you're going to put a portable breathalyzer on your car. Um, and again, and Jerry Ashley asked, if she passed the breathalyzer, why did they proceed? See, I don't have anything from the police department that shows she passed it. Um, right now, when I look at this, it seems to me as if the police department has followed protocol perfectly. Uh, I'm sure that she has seen the magistrate, was read her rights, um, because Dallas, I, or Dallas County has a 24-hour magistrate, um, and she was given a bond, and they bonded her out of jail, and now let the process go. And again, they drew blood. And so when they do a blood draw, uh, there's a lot that could go on. I know the, the, the case happened in Dallas, Gail. It, yeah, it was so, Dallas County, Lou Sterick, yeah, Dallas Dallas County, um, because so, he was, yeah, specifically talking about, and he, he gave out, you know, the badge number and the name. It's um, an, another black which, woman again, who, who, who was the one who pulled her over. And I have such a problem with what he has done. Um, we as conservatives have talked about this our whole lives, is you allow the legal process to work through what's going on, and you allow to get in front of that judge and make your legal argument, and we see how this plays out. Um, we don't jump to conclusions. Again, he's gotten out in front of this to try to stop the train is what he's done, and he's changing and controlling the narrative because he knows the police department can't come out and make a bunch of statements. Um, and so there's a process to this, a legal process at this point. He's creating the conjecture well, all she drank was lemonade and water. Okay, that may not be what the problem is. The problem may be that maybe she's diabetic and she didn't take her insulin. And so when she took the field sobriety test, she was loopy and she smelled fruity. 
which is what happens when you are a diabetic and you're not taking your insulin properly and you drive erratic. We're not talking about that. Nobody said anything about that. Um, it may not be uh, that. It may be that she is assigned some kind of legal narcotic for a back pain or a knee pain or a hip pain, and she's taken too many of them. Uh, maybe she didn't eat enough at dinner with medication, and so she didn't pass the sobriety test. So there's there's so many factors here. Well, I mean, and, 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 and you know, you can all, you can also just be you. And obviously, it sounds like it wasn't. It, it, and again, this is just an assumption. It sounds as if it was not an alcohol issue, because normally you would have had at least a glass of wine. On you don't have like a separate ticket. The people at PF Chang's even verified. They said she didn't have any alcohol the whole time she was here. Um, so. Um, so it is so okay then then you start thinking well was it another was it something else was it i mean heck was it just you're tired or you're in a hurry i mean i have been pulled over many a times for being a little bit rushed I I told you that police officer that, that that day he was like was there any reason you were speeding this morning and i said I wanted to say, because usually you wait over there in that parking lot, you know, so, and I'm not trying to make light of it. I'm just saying there, there's a myriad of reasons that, that she could have been pulled over, you know. And here's the other assumption, right? The other assumption is that she purchased alcohol at the restaurant and made her drunk. Nobody's made that assumption except for Lieutenant Colonel Alan Webb. And so how do we know she doesn't have a flask in her purse? And she's drinking from her own personal stash. And so, yeah, she's got no receipt to show she bought alcohol, but she's been drinking alcohol out of her purse the whole time. Or who knows if she didn't go to TF Chain already in a bit of a state. Who knows? That's what I'm saying. Well, and we're not saying we're not, and we don't, we're not saying we're not saying that that's what happened. We're just, you're just saying there's a no. bajillion things out there. You know, from what I know of her, and I don't know her as well as I know her husband, um, and I don't know her well at all, other than just having met her. Um, just um, a delightful lady, extremely intelligent, great Christian woman. Um, they don't, you know, Colonel West even said we have no alcohol in our house. I mean, I don't, I don't think either one of them drink at all. Um, so. Again, there's just there's so many variables, and, and and here it is. It's playing out, and everybody's already making their decisions. You're saying right. let the process happen, and then hey, you know what? If something was done wrong, shout it from the rooftops. And that's exactly right. And that's why I'm extremely disappointed um, because this is not the way conservatives act. And again, we're trying to get out in front of the bus and control this so that he doesn't have to shut his campaign down for governor. And I I completely disagree with the way this is being handled. Um, Conservatives don't preach this. We preach let that problem. Now, Democrats do. um, But he has taken it immediately to the public uh, jury panel and has already created a a bias. So it's going to be even harder possibly if it goes to jury trial to pick a jury. Uh, on this matter. And so my problem is there are so many factors that go into this. As the general public, I recommend, like I have on everything else, step back and let the facts come out. And let's see what the evidence is. You don't get a blood draw warrant from a judge unless you have probable cause. I mean, it's just a fact. And so there was probable cause for a judge to sign the blood draw warrant to draw her blood, there was enough probable cause at the scene to arrest her for a suspicion of driving while intoxicated with a child under 15 years of age. Let this play out. Don't jump and take sides. And so it's, again, very, very interesting how this thing has come down. Um, he knows the police department, are, they're not going to react. They're going to follow their protocols and procedures, and they're going to do what they normally do. And so, again, I just think it's wrong to take it out to the public's opinion already when that's not what we do. And so I'm very disappointed. Um, A lot of good people get arrested for DWI. A lot of good people, Christian people, get arrested for DWI. It happens. I mean, I get it. But 
to do what's going on right now, I disagree. And to try to slam Dallas PD at this point when it seems like they've done everything, kind of by the book. Um, I just don't, I don't see why the screaming and all the yelling and being livid. And again, he's using his social media to create a public opinion to protect his gubernatorial campaign. And I've got a problem with that. It's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And this is going to be a story that will because you've got somebody who's running for governor and who who's, you know, who's been the RPT chairman and a congressman and, you know, and a lieutenant in the army. You are you are going. This is this is news. This is this is a big news story. Um, And and here's the thing. The court of public opinion is going to play out in this. It just it's and you and I know that as you know, as as former elected officials. You live in a fishbowl, and and that's part of what you sign up for. And you've got to be, you've got to decide: do do you want to put your family in that fishbowl? And um, it it takes thick skin. Boy, it takes thick skin to be in politics, and I know you know that. Um, I, I know we're getting ready to to sign Absolutely. off, and I didn't even get a chance to talk to you about well, this no, this weekend. On. Oh, I'm you've not. got something else? Okay, because I've got a I've got a positive sh- negative, but a po- turned into a positive shout out for a for a business from this weekend. So we got to talk about soft versus hard. Where do you stand? I do not know where you're talking about cheeses. Of course. Because, because we were talking about spray cheese the other day. Right. So are you a soft cheese person or are you a hard cheese person? It it depends on the mood. It depends on the mood. There's sometimes I like a good um, just... Um, and I guess I don't know. Would feta cheese and blue cheese crumbles would that be considered soft? Because there's a, I, sometimes I like to get yeah. a good mustard and just put those, you know, some so, of that on a cracker with like a kalamata olive or something. But then sometimes I like just a great hunk of Swiss cheese or you know, a, I don't know. It, it depends on the mood, and it, so I kind of like a variety. I think, I think blue cheese is a soft heart, depending on. How because there's so many different blue cheeses. Out hey, yes, yes, yes. Um, a feta is definitely um, soft. Soft. Cheese. Yep. Um, so for me, my go-to is soft cheeses. Um, I like a really good. Um, I like a really good uh, Havarti. Oh, love, like, I like a good dill love. Yeah, I, I was about to just about to say dill, and that makes my mouth water talking about it. Really, really good. And that's a great, that Havarti cheese in thin slices make a really good cheese on a sandwich. Yeah. That's just and a really so I good like one. I like a good soft cheese. Yeah. I like a good cheddar. Uh, Tillamook has a really nice uh, extra sharp cheddar cheese that's soft that I love. Um, also, I love, um, a really, really, really nice, um, soft, uh, it's kind of a, a, a cross between a cheddar cheese and a Havarti cheese. And the name right now is slipping me, uh, but it's got a great flavor and good texture. Are you thinking now, like a Gouda? Well, Gouda can, yeah, Gouda is real good. A smoked Gouda is real good. Smoked Gouda is great. Gouda. Yeah, it's called something else. Mm. Um, But anyways, um, and, uh, you know, I like, Dr. Good says, although a baked brie with fig jam is the bomb. Oh, yes and yes and yes, it is. (laughs) And I I like a good brie. Um, Now, for me, if I'm going to do hard cheeses, I like to cook with them. Oh, okay. For me, I like to take a good Swiss and cook with it. Um, I like to take a good English aged cheddar and make an English cheese puff out of it. Oh, that um, sounds good. good. Bring some oh, of those in the studio. Good. That sounds really good. <laughs> that sounds Actually, really you good. You'll, you'll just smell it and you'll put on 400 pounds. I mean, <laughs> that's definitely not on bread. JP's kitchen except for the cheat day. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it is bread and fancy butter I use. And, and that's the real um, butter. Right. Again, the, not uh, real, on the JP's Kitchen. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, and uh, the real hard English, like I like to find a good 20, 25-year-old aged English um, and cook with it in that. And you do like eight layers of that. 
and you put a little red pepper or paprika in it. Oh, whoo, girl. Mm. And Coach so Quigley, like Coach Quigley said um, uh, chocolate cheese from Wisconsin. Mm, very interested in, in that. I wonder, I've never had that. I, I'd like to try that. I, I'm big, and I'm, I'm with Gail. I like, I'm equal opportunity when it comes to cheeses. I think when I'm doing like a charcuterie board, I like to do, um, uh, I, I like a combination. Um, you know, and it kind of, dep- it just depends on the mood. Um, I, I like them both. Well, you couldn't make me just say one or the other. And, and, and See, just, I like a good uh, uh-huh. Spanish and Italian cheddar as well. Uh, there are some amazing ones out there. There is a restaurant in Dallas off of Preston and Frankfurt. It's a French restaurant. Oh, Lavendo. They, yes. And yes. they actually have, or had at one point when they do tea service, um, where you can select from like 68 cheeses from around the world. And it's amazing. So me, yeah, the- I'm a soft cheese guy, and I cook with the hard cheese. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm equal opportunity, but I want to try that cheese pastry puff you're talking about. Um, just real quick update, seeing pictures um, like crazy now on social media from friends um, who are at the meeting. It is standing room only with big old cameras that look to be from uh, media sources at the Plano ISD emergency meeting, which, which just started a little while ago or is getting ready to start. It was slated to start at eight, but people are posting now. So we will definitely be talking about what happens there. Um, okay, I've got, I need to give a shout out. So real quick, uh, have not been to a movie theater to see a movie since before the pandemic. And um, there was a movie that my daughter and her boyfriend saw um, uh, last week before last. And she's like, Mom, you've got to see it and you've got to see it in the movie theater. I like, I'm a fan of M. Night Shyamalan. I love his twist endings where you're like, oh my goodness, oh, I see dead people. What? He was dead the whole time. Oh my gosh. You know, I love, I love movies because I always figure movies out. So a movie I can't figure out, I always love. I went and saw um, his latest movie, Old, at uh, Legacy Cinemark in Plano over there right off of Central Expressway. And it looked like we were going to have the movie theater to ourselves. And then, it, you know, as the movie got ready to start, it filled up. And then as the movie had already started, a group of kids, Mm, I'm thinking 15 to 17 year old age range, JP, that's my guess, um, came in extremely loud, extremely rude. The back, and, and this was in one of the smaller theaters because the movie's already been out for a couple of weeks. Um, they sat in the back row, All there's probably about 10 of them. They were so loud and it was so ridiculous. I saw, I was I was getting ready to go up there and put my teacher voice back on and say, hey, some of us, this is our first time out to a movie since the pandemic. Can y'all be quiet or leave? But I saw a manager come in and um, they quieted down for a few minutes and then they started back up again. And we're just talking rude, loud, stomping their feet. Um, and this is one of those suspense movies where you're trying to listen to everything and, you know, get clues and, you know, have context for everything everything going on um so it wasn't like it was like a funny lively movie um anyways police officer had to come in and um a couple of the kids were taken out and then another group of the kids were taken out then some of them came back in and they were finally quiet but this went on for about the first 30 minutes of the movie so all of the adults in the theater um and then there was somebody who had like their a couple of people who had their kids with them like little kids um it was it was ridiculous uh, but I will hand it to to Legacy Cinemark in Plano as we walked out of the movie theater. Because I, at one point, whispered to my husband, I said, oh, we will be getting two free movie passes from this. Don't you just mark my words. And um, they had already thought of that. And so as we came out, JP, they said, you know, how many how many people were in your party and handed you free movie passes accordingly? Um, so while it, you know, it did impact the the movie viewing, you know, uh, you know, pleasure, so to speak. Uh, at least they did the right thing at the end without people having to ask them that. So shout out to Plano Legacy Cinemark for doing the right thing when kids were acting a fool. And kids, if you want to act like that, go somewhere else. <laughs> Please don't go to yeah, a go quiet to, movie theater. Yeah, go to a park. Yeah, just so, do something somewhere else. Don't do it where people are paying to go do something where there's a certain expectation of being quiet at a movie theater anyway so yeah absolutely yeah we were we were saying idiot i was like okay idiocracy has now gone from a funny movie back in the day to a complete documentary because that's what we just saw craziness and the movie is good 
<laughs> I am hearing the music in my head, Steph. Yes, so yes, indeed. bringing us to a close. Um, as we come to a close, hope everybody has a good Monday. Um, have a great week. Um, remember not to bully and, and use social media Whew. as a platform to pick on people and, Amen. and call people out. And that's not what it was intended for. And we're starting to see a lot of people use it that way. God bless you. And have a great Be week. Be blessed. And, uh, we'll Post pictures of puppies and babies. <laughs> Absolutely. Love y'all. Have a great one. Have a great one. <laughs>